<laughs> Have you ever Googled yourself? Yeah, it's so weird. It is weird. There's, and then there's always pictures that pop up that aren't yeah, you, there, and you're like, there's that's so not... many not me's. There's some. Uh, there's like a mugshot. I'm like, that's not me. There's a uh, Angela Ramey who made some basket, like one of those like half court basketball like things, and won a prize. I'm like, nope, not me. Oh, that's super funny. I know. Right. There's an author somewhere. Really? Yeah, I have to, have to Google find her or something. You know? Don't you want to kind of? Yeah. Anyway. Welcome to In the Act, a radio program on process and the creative life. Creativity does not just start and stop with artists. We all make aesthetic or guiding decisions. Our aim is to talk through the process and investigate how we choose to express ourselves and how we live creatively. We're connecting with people about their lives, and that's the subject of our show. Broadcasting from Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, I'm Erica Hunsinger, and this is In the Act. And today's guest... <laughs> is a mother, a friend, um, a incredible creative person, uh, director sure. of performing arts at yes, the Art Center. Yeah. Program director. Program director. Yeah, get that word in there. Yeah. Yes, program director. Mm, performing arts program director. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Performing arts program director. Yeah, at the John Michael Kohler mm -hmm. Art Center. Background in musical theater? Not musical. Not musical. I can, I'm, a, I'm what they call a single threat. I cannot dance or sing. A single threat? I'm a single threat. <laughs> That's so great. Have oh you heard of triple threat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a single threat. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angela Ramey. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for asking me to be here. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> Okay, so, I'm gonna get my giggles out. Oh, oh no, you don't have to. Okay, good. You can you can do that all the way through if you want to. Oh boy. I mean, so I think of you as, I think because of uh, we work together. Yes. And you have, I think, in general, this amazing uh, connection with people that is both like improv and kind and funny and endearing and. Uh, very creative in how you live your life and how you connect with others and how you promote and support creativity. And so that was one reason why I wanted to. Oh, have I love on. that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a hard time with the word uh, creative. I never have identified as a creative person. So, yeah, yeah. What, what about that word? Well, like when I think creative, I think of someone who can create something on the spot. You know, like that, I don't know why, I don't know where that came from, but like, like Eric, my cohab, um, like he, he's an artist, a visual artist, performing artist, and, uh, but uh, he went to school for visual art and he, we watched a movie, I'm not gonna remember who the artist was, but some artist um, who would do these male arts where they would make like a, a postcard where I'm just mail it to strangers wow. like around the world. And he got inspired by that. So he went through this phase where he, so he just cut up a piece of paper and just made art, like just on the spot right there. And like, I, if you give me a piece of paper and say, draw something, make art, it's like, I go back to first grade and I got rainbows and hearts and stars and smiley faces and peace signs and that right. I can't just make art right I could never do improv and you know in high school or anything I was in comedy sports and I was the just the worst the worst no one wanted to be on my team because I couldn't just come up with something on the spot oh, yeah. so I never think of myself as creative because I for some reason put those parameters around that word oh golly yeah, yeah. totally yeah um 
because there's there's not a timeline on creativity, like a you know a stopwatch. Yeah, um, because that's not that might not be your process. And yeah, it's not. Well, right. Oh, yeah, I mean that's not your process. No. But I don't know what my process is. It's so funny because in in thinking about coming here, and you know, having anxiety about it and all of that, I was like, you know, trying to think what is. Do I have a creative? Pro- I've never really done soul searching on that. Like, what's my process and what's my thing? I'm just very much in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. In the moment, I'm having a hard time identifying those two places. So it's you're very much in the moment, mm-hmm. but yet you don't feel like you improv well. <laughs> Right. I mean, they yeah. kind of like are sandpaper against each they other. They kind a of bit. are. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish it's I, interesting. I, I always wish I could create something like create something that would be considered art in the moment. Like a visual art. art. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where people kind of get stuck on mm-hmm. what creativity is. And I, that's why I'm partly doing this show, because I think that every act like just being, just the making of our human yeah. being every day from our waking moments, it, our small little acts of creativity. I love that how your description, we, how you plate food and how, you know, what you decide to wear. I yeah. like that so, I, I, I love that description. That made me feel more um, qualified to be here because <laughs> I put food on plates and I put clothes on every day. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and you always curate your jewelry. I, I'm always yes. very aware of like what you're wearing on your neck or your ears or how you're doing your hair, how you're wearing. My jewelry is very, every piece, a lot of, not every, but a lot of the pieces have a lot of power for me, oh. you know? And so like if I'm feeling a certain way, like let's say I have a meeting or something where I know it's uh, I'm going to have to present or I'm going to have to be, you know, like ooh, a big deal and sound like really important and, yeah. and all of that, <laughs> you know, I'll wear um, a piece that that holds that kind of like, can I like kind of like that? I'm going to say it like boss bitch kind of feel, you know, yeah. like I always want to, you know, wear pieces like that. If I'm feeling, you know, thoughtful or sad or whatever, there's different pieces that I wear for that. And, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I have a lot of energy in my jewelry, more yes. than my clothes. My clothes are just like, ugh, you have to put clothes on. Right. They're like the the backdrop or the, mm-hmm. the painted walls yeah. for, for the the stuff inside. Yeah. Yeah. So what am I wearing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I know. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a piece of jewelry that you're wearing. It's like two different pieces. It's like half moon shaped. They looked like rocks. This is a Susan Richter O'Connell mm. um, I, uh, that I commissioned. From her, and it's the most precious thing I have in my jewelry box. I see. And it's kind of sad, but do you want to hear why? Yes. Okay. Um, I had I commissioned her three pieces, actually, one for my stepdad, one for my mom, and one for me. And the rocks, and the it's a piece of driftwood on okay. here as well. Uh, my brother died four years ago, and he lived in Milwaukee. And uh, we took some of his ashes and put it in Lake Michigan in Milwaukee. So it's kind of great that I'm here in Sheboygan because I kind of, the lake now holds a whole nother meaning for my parents and myself, you know, absolutely, because that's where we can go and, and visit him and think about him. But that day that we walked the beach and we kind of had this ceremony, just the three of us, um, I collected some rocks and some wood and just from that day. And I don't, I didn't have the intention of why. And then one day I realized I, I need, I need these. And so I had her create um, necklace pendants for 
the three of us. Wow. Yeah. So t- today I wanted, my brother was incredibly creative. So I, that's why I'm wearing this today because trying to channel his creative energy. And bring him with yeah, you. Yeah, and bring him with wow, me. Wow, yeah. that's so He would be beautiful. freaking out right now that I'm doing this. He'd be thinking it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, every, it's everyone's loss, man. He was a good yeah. part of this world. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, jewelry. Right. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> sure. I know that was really no, it's fine. A lot. I like it's got especially during the holidays. My mom and I last night were talking about you know ah, freaking holidays and there's always I don't know why that drudges up things and it makes things so much better and so much harder. It's like why? Yeah. I yeah. I, I don't know why. It's probably just because it's such a big part of our our history and you know growing up is Christmas and that's when you're with family. And right, and it's that oscillation of coming back together then again. The commercials tell you to be together and joyful and so right. you must be together and joyful. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's on top right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to talk about though. You got to talk about him. I agree with you completely. Um, and you said he was really creative. Yeah. What um, what was important about his creativity for you? He was an, he was one of those people that could just come up with something <laughs> on the spot. I don't know why. So, that's was he my, a visual artist? He then? was not a visual okay. artist. He was a poet. He was a writer. Yes. An amazing okay. poet. Oh. Yes. He was a fantastic poet. Published a few times. Um, you know, in like like the Shepherd Express and some of the literary, you know, yeah. po- poetry magazine type of things. Yeah. yeah. He went to school for um, broadcast journalism, but we always had this uh, fantasy when, when our lives were kind of, so every once in a while, um, his life and my life would kind of be in this kind of like broken state, right? Where we don't have a partner, we don't have a, a, we're not in school, we don't have a goal, we're not working towards something. And we'd, during those times, we would sit and fantasize about moving to California. Yeah. And uh, we were going to write a sitcom together because I always wanted him to be in a writing room, like in a sitcom type of thing or like a late night show. Like he would just, like, because he can come up with that stuff. Like I never knew how they could do that in Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. So we were like, that's, and I was going to, of course, start. Right. (laughs) That was our big, our master plan. Never well, happened. Because but. you act. Yes. Yeah. That's my background. Yes. I've been acting. I did my first play when I was seven years old. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven? Yeah. My mom, what? my mom had uh, a rule, many a rules, but uh, her, her rule or what I, I don't know if she'd call it a rule, but uh, it was probably for our development and for her own sanity is Jesse and I both had to be doing something, you know, okay. especially mm-hmm. in the summer, like right. an instrument, a sport, uh, something. And so, of course, I did soccer. i not an athlete. I played <laughs> cello, not a musician. Uh, <laughs> and so one summer there was the summer, you know, rec department in Middleton. That's where I'm from. And uh, and it was Annie. And I auditioned for Annie. And uh, I was seven years old, and I the audition you had to sing, you had to bring something prepared, and we didn't know what that meant. So I sang a cappella, oh. inch by inch, row by row. If you're familiar with inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. It's a song about gardening. Oh. And the director came up to me afterwards and said, well, since you obviously can't sing, we're going to put you in this, like, this chorus or whatever. So, yeah, I played um, a very uh, – anyways, yeah. So that was my first 
time on stage and I just loved it. I love the community of theater. Oh. The community of theater, there's nothing beats it. No, I've never met another group of people that I just love and hate and you know just like we just like <laughs> oh like there's the techs and uh, you know the backstage people and they have it's a that's their own breed that is a breed of people right and then there's the actors and that's a breed of people you right. know yeah and it's just, they're just wonderful human beings to be around yeah. yeah oh my gosh it's like the safest place on earth because you're if you decide to go into theater you're kind of making this agreement with yourself that you you know have to be fearless you're gonna you're I mean how vulnerable you're going on stage or you're creating lights or you're creating sound and and it's incredibly vulnerable so yeah. you have to be fearless and so you're with all these other people who've kind of made this nonverbal agreement with themselves that we're going to be fearless and we're going to do this and so you only uplift other people so when they go on stage or if they're creating something you only uplift them up because you you know even nonverbally and maybe not even consciously you know how hard it is yeah. to be to be that in that world. So it's just a very supportive environment. Oh, I love that. I love it too. That's like sort of like the heart of of the backstage backstageness. Yeah. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but that that um I I I did just a tiny bit of theater, but I understand what it's like if you're like if you're not feeling well and somebody like gives you a little hint or like makes you a cup of tea or like there's this um, ebb and flow of like who needs what, yeah. how are we going to work together as this one big muscle to mm-hmm. present um, and and be yeah. It's cuz it's it takes I mean to put on a production it's you know the the actors usually get a lot of the because you're the ones on stage, you know, and the the one that's visible. Yeah. But, like, I just love the tech side of it. I love, like, going to – I love going to, to, to see shows. Yeah. And I've had many of friends who are in theater who are just like, I can't go to community theater. It's just too – it's not good enough or it's not this or whatever. And it's like I go to every show wanting to love it. Oh, that's so, so neat. That yeah. I think – and that, that probably carries on in most of my – Life, I I go in, you know, wanting to have a good time. Why wouldn't you? Right. So when you notice, like, like, so I'll be like, my I've got my whole little <laughs> rules of theater, right? <laughs> but, but like, if you, if you do not notice the lighting, it's okay. phenomenal lighting. If you do not notice the sound, it is phenomenal sound. If you don't notice the acting, it's phenomenal acting. So it's like such a weird world, right? You don't. If it's really good, you won't see it. Interesting. Yeah. So I love the details. I love like going to a, a play where let's say someone's like in a kitchen, like it's, it's part of the set and they open the refrigerator and the, the set designer was smart enough to put a light in the refrigerator. So it yeah. goes on. I notice if someone opens a refrigerator on stage and there's no light, that's like, come on, just put the light on there. Right. You know, yeah. so those little fun things. Yeah. Sure. I love it. It's an amazing world. Now I got to do a show. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm so then. So it was stage theater mm-hmm. that you did. Did mm-hmm. you? I I mean, stage theater. That's a whole other world that people are talking about. Intimidation is like that. Going in front of people. That's one of the mm-hmm. like one of the top three stressors. I yeah. think of all times of of people. It's like death, moving, and public and speaking. Public speaking. It's <laughs> yeah. like top three or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So you were in like the the like theater 
world. Did it continue mm-hmm. from like seven on? Like oh, that's yeah. just like then that was done. That was it. That's my thing. That was my thing. Oh. I think I did volleyball in seventh grade, and I did cheerleading in eighth grade. And, you know, but no, that was my thing. And then, and that's what got me through high school, because oh. you needed to maintain a C average to do the to do the shows, right? And so, I wasn't a, a great student, and so that's what kept me kept me going. So right. I did all the, the shows arts. and. Drama club president, I should say co-president. Credit to Jack, my my still best friend out there, Jack. We were co-presidents. Nice. That's when I fell in love with arts administration. <laughs> that's so excellent. Yeah, and then that's and then yes, and then I when I it's time you know to think about college, uh, or you know because this was the you know 90s mid 90s I applied to one school I remember my guidance counselor being like and your backup is I'm like I I don't I don't not and it wasn't like I'm like I'm gonna get into this school I don't need a backup it's like I don't have a backup this is all I'm gonna do right and I thankfully got in and moved to New York oh you went to New York yeah yeah where did you go I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts wow Mm -hmm. I did it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It was. It's better, really. Oh. I mean, it was. It was. It, I. Yes, it was. A, it was a. It was a. A real privilege to be able to go. Yeah. For sure. It got me to New York. It got me to. Got me out of Wisconsin. Right. But that's you know anytime you're like separating and moving to and making those choices and. You know, even if like you did, you did volleyball and played cello <laughs> and stuff like that. Like I think all those things filter into. Like how pro- how process works, or what you were tuning into, auto auto audio audioly auto. Wow, I know what with you your mean. Ears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that coffee kicked in. Actually, <laughs> remember I was a C student. I'm good. You can okay, say anything. Thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> I'll believe you. <laughs> but that I think that it's all part of the soup. That, yeah. you know, even like that, like, oh, well, I was a C student. Like, I wasn't a great student in high school either. Like, I got through through the arts as well. Like, I was in the, the fine arts, but I also did some theater. And I think that filters. Like, yeah. it, it helps to um, feel supported in a different way. Um, there's so many different ways to learn and be and present and express and be supported. Yeah. And, and it reminds you, or it, I, I think I learned a lot through theater and the arts, I mean, forensics, debate, that all of those things, you know, like, I think that was my first brush brush of politics, even, because I think it was during that time, Tommy Thompson uh, was, like, cutting, like, a lot of funds in the schools, and I remember there was a big, uh, like, town hall meeting or something like that at the high school, and a lot of us drama kids showed up in costume to, to oh. um, and I remember speaking to the news guy because he interviewed some of us, you know, about why we were there. And I remember like saying something. My memory is probably <laughs> a lot better than what actually happened. So if someone finds this real somewhere, they're going to be like, that's not what you said. But in my memory, what I said was, <laughs> yeah. I bet Tommy Thompson wouldn't be as good of a politician today if he did not have debate and forensics and things like that. So we can't lose those programs in our school, you know, that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I pretty much changed politics in Wisconsin. That's right. Good job, Angela. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Seriously, though, yeah, that's was, so yeah. cool. But, you know, it's like because you love something. When you love it, you're going to fight for it, right? Absolutely. And I loved, I loved it. I loved it. Right. Still do. Yeah. God. <laughs> Just rambling on. This is what this is what we do. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to In the Act. This is Erica Singer. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. No, it's good. I was like in the breath. Like I was going to talk to you more. And I was like, oh, wait, I should probably put this on air. Okay. Right. Which yeah. is. Don't want to lose any gems. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Angela, Ramey. In the house. So I wondered if you would um, extrapolate a little bit more about your theater, like working in theater and like. Um, like right now, we we moved to New York. What was it like? Were you scared? Because I want to talk about like those little pieces about like how did how did, like it seems like an offhanded thing. Like mm-hmm. you were like, oh yeah, I just applied to one thing and mm-hmm. you know got in, and it was but it wasn't like you went to like a place down the road or mm-hmm. in the states. Like this is a a major move, yeah. and I think that those transitions are really important for people to understand or kind of walk through a little bit because they're the hardest things of our lives are transitions yeah oh my gosh i hope my stomach growling isn't picked up on the microphone (laughs) there's a chocolate by the way if you want one (laughs) no yeah transitions i think are much harder for me now than when i was 18 years old why do you think that is I, i mean i actually wasn't scared to move to new york Wow. I, I had the philosophy and I still I still try to bestow this philosophy to the to younger people in my life, you know, yeah. like when they're trying to make a big decision and I try to live by it too is what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> like really what's the worst that could happen? And then like fantasize about what's the worst that could happen and go, Can I survive that? Am I gonna be okay if that happens? Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. So do it. Right. So, like, for me, New York was, was it just was the option. That's what you're going to do. And I was going to go and I was going to be an, an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just what, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I worked three jobs the summer before going, trying to save money because um, it wasn't, it wasn't cheap. Right. And I had real, no, no concept of, of real money either. We, I mean, we grew up without really any money, you know, we were fine, but money wasn't a, a thing. Yeah. And so I, you know, I worked at the Earring Tree and Pizza Hut and I, oh, I did the things oh, and yes, and saved. And I think I went out there with something like $1,500. Wow. And I was the, it was the richest I've ever been. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so and my plan was, I was going to go out there. I was going to live. They had, um, uh, they helped you connect with uh, uh, hostels. So I lived in an all-women's youth hostel. Wow, cool. In, mid- in Midtown. It was... No. Uh, nah. uh, <laughs> I mean, no offense to them, but it was it, I mean, it was fine. It but was, it wasn't like a dormitory, was it? No, like... it wasn't just... So, it was, so you were living on in this youth hostel with women from all walks of life. Oh, I see. Yeah, so you weren't in there with 
all students. There was a few. Okay. And, and it was right. what was funny about it was it, uh, it was a nice building. And on the first floor, they had these rooms, these open rooms that without a door, just like kind of little alcoves, okay. all next to each other, and they were called the bow rooms. Because if you like were going to have a gentleman, if you were going to have a gentleman caller to you know f- to visit you, you had to sit in the bow room. You could not bring a man to your room. Wow. Yes. So I remember like having like uh, a, I had to practice lines with one of my like fellow <laughs> classmates, and we went to my place, and we sat in the bow, bow room. room. <laughs> <laughs> went over our lines. Wow. But anyway, so yeah, I lived in a youth hostel, and um, my plan was you're going to get there, you're going to get a job. I worked at Pizza Hut for like five years. I should have no problem, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, people who wait tables in New York, that's like a legit living, you totally. know? Oh, it's my gosh, just, yeah. And there wasn't the Pizza Hut down the corner. So I, my mom went out with me when I, when I first uh, moved out there. And she stayed with me, I think, for like a few days. And then that was one of my most pivotal moments. Want to hear my most pivotal moment? Yeah, we uh, I've, totally. I've shared this story, like I think when, when I, later on in college, it's like, what, what's a one of, I have several pivotal moments in my life. But this was one of them where uh, my mom is very uh, frugal. Uh, and so instead of, she was not going to take a cab back to the airport. So she found like there's a bus that you could, like a shuttle bus from Midtown and we were trying to figure it out. Like we're two people from Middleton, Wisconsin, and we're like, "Where is this bus?" And we're in the middle of this city. And so, um, so we, she, oh, there it is. And it stopped at a red light. Like this bus is just stopped. There's no. It's kind of hard to explain, but anyways, sure. She's like, "Oh crap, there it is." And so she, okay, bye, bye. And just we had this like really like non ceremonial, <laughs> you know, goodbye. It's just like see ya. And she watched me. As she drove away and I watched her, she drove away. And then I remember turning around and it was like like that sex in the city moment where you just like this, this like all, you're in the middle of all this huge city, these huge tall buildings, this noises and smells. And for the first time, I'm like, I am all alone and I have no idea how to even get food. Like, I don't know how to grocery shop. Are there grocery stores? Like, I don't know how to get pizza. I remember going to like a place where you get a, a pizza by the slice. We didn't have that. I don't know right. how to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember being like, holy wow. cow. What am I? So I just remember going back to my room and I spent probably a good week not speaking to anybody and just hiding in my room until school started. And then I, you know, was able to get more acclimated and wow but yeah that was a that was a moment you know when your mom leaves you and oh, you're alone sure. in the city and but then it was you know fine i yeah. survived right a lot of a lot of bad things and good things happened <laughs> right you know yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah to be eight i was 18 to 24 that's right. where I spent in uh, when I was in New York. So six years in New York during those years. Wow. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> a woman with the philosophy of what's the worst that can happen. <laughs> right. I found out a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I, yeah. And school was, it fell to the wayside. Like acting and the the discipline of, of being an actor and this, oh, this, it just fell. I was just, I was far too distracted with just the hustle and bustle and the people and the culture and, you know, oh, going out. Yeah. Like to fancy bars or dive bars and, 
bars in general. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know? sure. Like doing all these adult things and then yeah. be like, oh, I have to memorize lines and do this. And the school wasn't for me. It was not – we didn't get along. The school and I, <laughs> did, not and along. I did not get along. I have never been an ingenue. I know it's shocking, but <laughs> I have always been the character actor. I've always wanted the part where I don't care if I have no lines. I want the part that you remember at the end of the play. Yeah, you know, I that's what that's where I I love that place. And I don't need shine, yeah. I don't need the lead. I just want to be the the funny sister or the what the crazy aunt or the yenta and fiddler. Like that's sure. that's my role, you yeah. know. And this school, for me, in my opinion, at that time. Wow, was more done, by the way. Thank you. Was more <laughs> for the soap creating soap opera actors and very pretty people. So I was told I had to lose weight. I was um I was called into the director's office at one point um and uh, she had found a doctor for me because they wanted to shave down my vocal cords because my voice was too low and raspy to be a professional actor. I'm sorry. Yeah. A medical procedure to, are, are you're not like to, uh, a training out of, like in a vocal coach. No, shave but down, as a shave my vocal cords. because Physical, just, surgical mm-hmm. response to you having a low voice. Yes. <laughs> so it wasn't... Um, It wasn't for me. I mean, that's a traumatic thing for, like, identity Mm. and um, development of self. Yeah. um, To be told that you're too big. Mm -hmm. You're you're not the ingenue. Too loud, too raspy. You're too loud and that your voice is too deep. Mm -hmm. And that we need to alter alter you. Yes. Not a character. If I want to make it in this world as an actor, this is what I need to do. And I'm like, I'm good then. I'll try bartending. How was it for you at the time? Like that at the time, it made you me were very angry. Angry. I wasn't okay. sad. I was angry. Wow. That's my go-to anyway. That's my go-to emotion. Sure. Okay. It's first for anything is anger. Right. Uh, so <laughs> is there a Germanic background there? <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> I started. <Not> good. <laughs> so I just remember being like angry and oh, I'll show you. Yeah. Oh, you know, not like I'll show you by being successful. I'll show you by not going to class. I'll show you by, you know, it's like I take, you know, I hurt myself by that. They, they, they're fine. The school's still there. They're doing all right. Right. <laughs> but I'll show you by not being successful. Isn't that awful? I it wish it was the awful. other way around. I wish it was like, I'll show you. And I'm like this big, amazing star. I think you are. Though. I, I. <laughs> I mean, in my own right. <laughs> you are. Oh, thank you. You shine so bright for so many people. Oh. The the institution of humans. <laughs> How about that? I want that on a embroidery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, but I'm I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm glad you're talking about mm-hmm. it because I think that we have barriers. We've. Uh, all of a, each one of us have have experienced these like um, imposed barriers by um, hierarchical people that have put us down in a way that either shames us or um, derails us mm. or um, you know that sounds so hurtful to me. It just makes me want to cry, oh. and I can't even like imagine. And I love the fact that you 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 know, had this energy around to be angry mm-hmm. and to to find, unfortunately, again, that though it 
you you carry the burden of those those pieces with you. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if this is too personal, but like then how do you how did you work through that to to get to a place where you you felt like I'm gonna reown myself and like and be mm. back in with theater, you know? Well, it was I was mad at that institution. I was mad at yeah, the 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 school. I mad. was, you know, mad at that, but I've never was mad at the art, the theater, okay. you know. So I never lost love of that. That's great. Yeah, okay. it was just like not I, school wasn't for me. Yeah. And you know. it isn't for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that that the, the, the shift in culture now. Thank you. Uh, it's yes. so good that it's like, you don't, why did we think we had to go to college and you have to do this and you have to follow these check marks? You do this and you get, you know, college and you get married and then you have kids and then you have your career. And I mean, who made that up? I don't know. I have no idea. So I'm so happy for the, the younger generation now that, that they're, have the freedom and the, they're allowed to just explore. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I do think that, you know, colleges are way outlandishly expensive. So people are choosing not to go to college because of financial problems. That sucks. Which I think is um, then we have a, a, a class status yep. problem. Um, but I do agree with you about the openness of that. And yeah. I think it's really important to, to name it. And that's why – Again, that's why I wanted to talk about creativity because the act of like not doing the linear, mm -hmm. like this is our timeline, This it only has one road, this one strand, and you follow on that path, that's not how we operate. It's not how any of us operate, and there are no rules, and you get to choose how, you know, mostly you get to choose, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you're, you can have like presented with like really, really sucky environments and some environments are better than others. But yeah. ultimately, it's going to be your choice as to how to how, how you're going to be able to navigate that, what supports you need. Um, I mean, it's a privilege, I guess, to choose as well. But I mean, but yeah, that's a creative thing. It is. No matter what's no matter what situation you're in in life, you have a choice. You yeah. always have a choice. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's minuscule, but. That's where you have to get your power. It's like we you you choose it. You're choosing. Now, I'm not talking like we all don't have a choice to go to college. We all don't have a choice to get out of a maybe a situation that's harrowing. But right. you have like um, a choice of how you respond to something. You yeah. know, you know these little. And if you if you re remember that you always have a choice in something, and if you if you really practice that philosophy, that's how you get your power. Ooh, you know. It's, that's your power. Say it again. If you if you practice the philosophy that no matter what situation you're in, you have some sort of choice yeah. through time, that's where you're going to get your power. Yeah. That consistency. Mm -hmm. It's practice. It's practice. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. It is, right? It's huge. Because we, we walk through life thinking, you know, it's... Our, our first our parents and then it's maybe a partner or a boss or just you know whatever as we have power yeah and we have to remember that we have power yeah yeah <laughs> spontaneous <laughs> philosophies is coming out call me took that on you what? Thich Nhat Hanh? He's a Buddhist philosopher.
Welcome back to In the Act. This is Eric, I'm Erica Hunsinger. This is uh, we're talking with um, Angela Ramey, uh, uh, Buddhist philosopher Thich Nhat Hanh. I, I mean, it's, I grew up with a mother who who loved all different kinds of philosophy, religions. She was all always and still is always just you know searching for that that way, you know, of looking at life and Thich Nhat Hanh was, is one of her favorites. So I, yeah, I can't speak to him as an expert. I did put uh, a quote of, of his on my Christmas card this year though. Which is? I don't remember it. <laughs> it's a long quote. <laughs> it's about, you know. What's the essence of it, it? The essence of it is kind of like we were just talking about yeah. that every single day you have an opportunity to make the world a better place. Yeah. You have an opportunity to make the world a happier place. Yeah. You have that opportunity every single day. Yeah. You know, I I, I really believe that. And I think it's, gosh, do you, do you remember like when, like if a stranger holds the door open for you mm-hmm. or if you drop a penny and you're like, ah, I mm-hmm. can't believe I dropped that, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And like somebody just walking by just like in time, like passes it to you and keeps walking. Like you don't even have to say anything. No. Like it's just these tiny little human helps Yeah, um, that really are are so significant in, the, uh, in our daily lives, I think. I don't think it was Thich Nhat Hanh. I wish I had my mom here in my back pocket. It might have been Ram Dass but it, who oh. said, we're all just really walking each other home. Oh. Yeah. That's all we're doing. We're just walking each other home. That's a beautiful That's a good one. philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need more of that. There's a lot of, a lot of ugly anger out there. I'm, that's just weighing on me. It's so hard. So it's easy to sit in this room and yeah. talk to you just like about the philosophies of life, but the, the actual practice of it is, it's challenging. Oh, gosh, yeah. So challenging. Absolutely. But. Life is really hard. Life is so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. I, wait, Eric and I talk about this, I think, every single night. We're like, why is it so hard? Yeah. Yeah. And back to, you know, but I have a choice. I'm choosing this. Yeah. Because there's, you just got to shift your focus. It's hard. And we're exhausted. We're old and we're fat and tired. But, you know, like, <laughs> but like my kids That's are so true. cool and I got a like really cute house. And I mean, my job is you couldn't ask for a better gig, you know, and I've got great friends. It's, like, it's just got to shift your focus. Right. It's hard, but it's hard because I have, I have, I'm blessed with the bounty of my yeah. life. Well, the creation of it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you've created. Yeah. Yes. This nothing. I mean, a lot of, you can look back at all of my life and I've got a thousand stories, you know, and like things happening to you. But yeah, I mean, again, I'm going to own, I, I am where I am because of the choices I've made. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Let's walk. Let's walk back a, a tiny bit. Then <laughs> shoulder roll. <laughs> shoulder roll. Shimmy on back. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so thank you for talking about like that that piece of of time mm-hmm. that like it wasn't for you and that you're like creating your own thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I kind of like. I love this story because we are in Wisconsin. You're a Wisconsin girl. Mm-hmm. You, you know, explore, expand, come back mm-hmm. to 
Um, what was your trajectory after that? Like, after New York? You, yeah. I, yeah, I decided to leave New York. Um, it, it, it wasn't a healthy place for me. And yeah. it was... I was just kind of spinning my wheels, you know? And so I decided I'm going to, you know, the best answer is I'm going to go back to school. So I went to American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And then uh, after that, I did a year there. Then I bartended and worked various places. And uh, then I decided to go. I'm going to go back to school. But I went to New York. I went to um, Queens College. Oh. And because uh, I ended up moving to Queens. And Queens College is part of the SUNY, CUNY, you know, uh, school system, which is a wonderful was I don't you know, I'm not familiar with it now. Again, this is the 90s, but very affordable. It actually used to be free. It used wow. to be free college, but now it was something. It was something like, I mean, I paid out of pocket for my for like it was something like fifty six dollars a credit or something like that. Oh, that it was accessibility so, is amazing. So it was a wonder. I had a really I had a great time at that college. Yeah, and. Um, then I, I think I did a, you know, maybe a three semesters there or something like that. And then, you know, I had a boyfriend and all of that. And, and it's just like, I'm just going to, I'm going to move back to Wisconsin. I just kind of decided I was, I was done. And so the, what got me back to Wisconsin was I needed, I couldn't just go. I don't know why, but I decided to go back to school. I went to four colleges, Erica, four colleges oh, in seven years for I my undergrad. Uh, I've got lots of credits. And so then I went, <laughs> <laughs> I applied to UW-Madison but I couldn't get in because I didn't have an upper math credit. Back Ugh. to my, you know, not math was Sorry. not my thing. Yeah, no, so harshly. But I have a real hard time with that. Yes, so I needed this upper math credit. So then I went upper to upper math credit. What does that like even mean? Like algebra two or something that like everyone okay. probably got in high school, but I just couldn't. Okay. You know, it wasn't sure. my thing. So I went to UW Stevens Point for a semester to get this upper math credit. Yep. Lived in a non-traditional student dorm, so as, it was all the as you do, as you do, all the the old students were there, and I was like twenty six or something. Wow! And then I got that upper math credit. Then went moved back to Madison and uh, went and finally finished my degree at Madison. And so during that time, I was bartending and working and finally finishing school. And it was like I feel I feel like that's that's. I've I have many regrets in life, and I know you're not supposed to, but I do, and I own them. Oh, yeah, you know, I I like my my regrets. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know if I like them, but right, right. I, I'm no, not gonna like. It. Oh, no regrets. No, I regret that I did not take advantage of of college that when I wasn't there, because I mean, I could have like really learned some cool stuff, but yeah. I was too busy keeping my head above water and bartending and working and. You know, being this non-traditional student and like, ugh, school. And just like you're away from home for the first time. You're in a new culture. You're in a new environment. Like you're individuating. And that process of separating from like becoming your own self separate from your parents or your your growing up area. Like what do you do? Like you you have to process all that information. You have to go make mistakes. how (laughs) How you can learn during that time as well. Is just amazing. So I'm glad that people actually nowadays a tiny bit to you yeah. are like, you know what? Take that gap year. I'm gonna yeah, whatever. <laughs> gap decade. Yeah. Take the decade. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Cause I got I I because not and this wasn't a conscious choice, it just happened to be how I stumbled through college. Uh, I don't have I mean, I feel guilty saying this because I know so many people are having such a hard time. I don't have any student loans. Yeah. Because I went as a non-traditional student. I was a poor female, old, and I got it all paid for. Wow. 
Yeah. So I right. don't have any any school debt. And sure. That's like winning the lottery these days. So oh, for sure. Yeah, it so is. It worked out my stumbling uh, through college. And that that's so important. It's so interesting. But your trajectory, like you're still like in that wheel, trying mm-hmm. to go and do and create those experiences for yourself to do that. Yeah. It's like falling down a big hill, I feel like. My, that's what my 20s were. Like right. this just massive hill that I was kind of like, and then you'd hit a boulder and get shot off to this other direction. And you just right. keep, keep on rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you stop and you're like, now what? Yeah. I got this degree in theater. And now what? What did you do? <laughs> what are you going to do? With, yeah, what, did what I happened? Do? Okay, got my degree in theater. Did you start? What did you want to do with it? No idea. Okay, so I think I that's really important. No idea what I so wanted you, to like, do. So you like rolled down this big hill yes. trying to get at something. Yes. Finally got it, and you're like, I don't now even what? know. Right. Yeah, you're supposed to get a degree. That's how you get jobs. And right. so I have this degree in the one subject that I care about. Right. Now what? Right. I, this was before the glorious arts administration degree. This is before that degree even existed. Sure. So if I could go back in time and that degree existed, that's probably what I would have done because that makes more sense. But, you know, a degree in theater, I mean, it, there's not much you can do. So I stuck with my my bartending. I've done a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I got an, an, a weird job working at like this – uh, gutter helmet, like home improvement, like company that I cold called people. And then, <laughs> then I met a man, and uh, he got me out of Madison. He lived um, up north in Three Lakes near Eagle River. Oh yeah, and uh, moved up there, and beautiful. It was beautiful. Beautiful. I my I have family in Eagle River and my grandparents lived in Eagle River, so I mean, I'm very familiar with the area. And that's why that's how I met him actually was visiting my aunt up oh. in Eagle River and uh, we started this long distance relationship and I'm like, eh, I'm just going to move. And I remember my parents were gone. What's the worst going to happen? What's the worst that could happen? Right. I had this really cute studio apartment in Madison too. I'm kind of that's another regret. It's like that was a good apartment. Oh yeah. And my mom always wanted me to be that um um that girl, you know, like from Mary Tyler Moore. Like like she wanted me to be sure. the, the single Mary. you know thing. And I'm like, no, I'm I just gonna move up to Three Lakes with this guy while my parents were like on vacation. They came back to Wisconsin. I'm like, I'm in Three Lakes now. <laughs> And I lived there for a year, I think it was. And I'm like, no, I can't live here. I love to visit. It's beautiful. But it's like, what am I going to do? I worked you. in a coffee shop. I, It wasn't. So we moved to Appleton with with Eric, uh, to different than my current Eric, my, my ex-husband Eric. And we moved to Appleton. We picked Appleton I, because literally because there was a performing arts center. And I'm like, oh, oh sure. there's that. That's, I'll go work there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'll do. And he had a, got a job at a, a, a printing company, and and so we lived there. And I did not get a job at the Performing Arts Center. I tried many a times, and I ended up um, working at the the Post Crescent, the newspaper, and oh. I sold advertisements. Wow! Drove around to small businesses and sold ads. And then after that, I stayed in sales and I worked um, at a wine distribution company and I sold wine. And uh, so I sold wine to the people who sell wine to you. So like grocery stores, restaurants, things like that. And uh, oh my God, I could keep going. But uh, and then 
than the Ramey. It, uh, I was a surrogate, and I um, so I had that experience. And then after that, I was laid off from Purple Feet. They got rid of my territory or whatever, and so I was without work. What did I do after that? Oh yeah, then I started working at UW Fox Valley. And um, I worked in continuing education, and then they built a theater space, a communication arts center, and I worked there. And um, my relationship with Eric uh, dissolved very amicably. He's still one of my best friends. We just were like, we're not supposed to be married, and that's cool. We totally agreed. And uh, my job at the UW was dissolved and I was now unemployed and living in an apartment um, separated from my husband it was a it was a low point yeah sure but then I found the app um, John Michael Kohler Art Center and I applied and I had several interviews and that was the biggest one of the biggest life changes of my life I moved to Sheboygan wow almost nine years ago wow yeah in March it will be nine years oh my gosh yeah and that's where I found, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I, I I had abandoned long ago that I wasn't going to be a professional actor. I knew that I wasn't even pursuing that. I would do community theater. I did community theater in uh, – I did theater throughout my whole life. Okay. So I, that, not, yeah. that, that I never – I went through dry spells or things like that, but I, I always maintained trying to get on stage as much as possible. Sure. And so um, – uh, but then when I found – the art center, and you I must mean, have just blown your it mind blew my too. mind. Yeah. And it, what blew my mind the most was how much I absolutely love lifting up other artists. Oh. Like that feels better than being on stage. Wow! Like supporting and be able to give resources and lift up and amplify artists is like amazing wow it's amazing my job is amazing can you tell us a little bit about about what that... my my gig about yeah. what i do when, yeah, when i first what... started i start i got hired as the uh public programs associate so i worked in performing arts community arts and education okay and um but uh it through my interview process and everything like that it was you know it was clear that that theater was what the the world that i'm most familiar with yeah. versus education and community arts. And that arts. you love and your passion. That's my, your that's my thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I love performing arts. And um, and so I, that's where, like, if there was a community arts project that was more performing arts, I would uh, definitely assist in that. And, yeah, but, uh, through time I, I was able to to move up and, and evolve my position. And um, I've been nothing but supported there and – Lifted up myself, pulled up, yeah, um, mentored, and um, and it's such a great. I'm so glad oh, yeah. to hear that. But I, it's such an amazing performing arts thing too. Like the, <laughs> they're inter, It's international. You get people from yeah, everywhere. From so, everywhere. It literally. is world world renowned artists that you know that get to come to Sheboygan, and it's so cool seeing them in Sheboygan and yeah. watching them experience Sheboygan. Right. <laughs> you know, I I realized when I moved here. And I, as I had a, probably a year or so under my belt, um, 
I was so just so satisfied. And uh, the best way to articulate that is like, like, why not a big city? You know, there's so much more opportunities in a big city. Sure. And I mean, big city, New York, but I mean, Madison, you yeah. know, it's like massive now. And um, my aha moment is, you know, I need, I need as a human being in my fiber, I need to feel the impact of my work. Yes. And this size community is you feel it. I feel the impact of my work on a daily basis. Wow. So, I mean, it's not all, of course, gumdrops and roses. It's no. It's hard and it's still working with human beings. And, right. You know. <laughs> oh, we're tough, aren't <laughs> so we? So there's all of that, you know. Yeah. Humans are hard. Yeah. But um, but I, I, I feel the impact of my work. And that means if I don't do a good job, I feel that impact. Right. If I work my butt off, I feel that impact. Right. It's about, again, being being in control, having that power. I have that power depending on how much I put into something of what I'm going to get out of it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's this constant cycle. You're feeding yourself. And stop looking for other people to feed you, right? You're feeding yourself with your own power. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great job. Wow. It changed my life. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I came here, you know, separated and gonna just do this thing for a while and <laughs> now look at me <laughs> <laughs> now look at me now you're Mary Tyler Moore right no, like, no I'm yeah. sorry no you know like that moment like where that girl where yeah, she like that girl, yeah. spins around and she you yes. have this sense of like freedom and she throws her hat yeah, she, or something well Mary Tyler Moore but, throws her hat oh Mary Tyler Moore yeah, does. yeah. that girl I don't know if she throws anything. Oh, no, yeah. She, <laughs> she, she makes the cocktails with her friends. <laughs> but And I don't mean like of that, but I mean yeah. like that um, uh, that version of that, yeah. like that freedom, that um, joy. I found really in, you know, in my 40s. Yeah. Who the kind of person I want to be. Oh, yeah. You know, I found a, a, a passion of work. I found um, what kind of partner I want to be. Yeah. You know, uh, that's an evolution, right? Of what kind of partner you want to be. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I look back at like, <laughs> what was wrong with me? <laughs> you know, and then, and yeah. I, you know, I credit that to, you know, just a really great person in my life who I met doing theater, you yeah. know? And um, so I found that. I d- found out I was going to be a mom. I didn't, that was never in the cards. And yeah, like all these things, like, okay. This is this is my life, and I, I I like it. Yeah, you know I do, I do. And I mean that is oh gosh, this has just been such a beautiful exploration. You sharing all about your life um, in the dark times as well as as the um, uplifting ones, but that it's that it's not this linear thing mm-hmm. that you were like. Hey, I want to do this, or you know what? Off the cuff, I, I'm kind of feeling like I want to do, you know, this, or this doesn't feel right to me. But you kept coming back to your center. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, and that yeah. you were driven by that core that you believed in and practiced. Of it, do I like this? Like it's mm-hmm. this like pr- this practice that you had in place to help you make decisions. With you, for you, yeah. by you. Because what's the worst that could happen? Because what's the worst that could happen? I mean, really, just do it. It's easier said than done, I know. It is. But 
getting back to like that, the beginning part of, you know, you've never been in a a community that was more supportive Mm -hmm. than the theater community. Mm -hmm. And when you're in creative jobs, I think too, that are so not linear, Mm -hmm. like it's like feast or famine sometimes. And so that when other people can see that you're in famine, they can help raise you up. And that, that you took those life lessons and learnings, um, that you experienced and also shared that you're now bringing with you into your today's world. Yeah. Like there was a, like, I don't know when it happened that I became old, like not old, old, but like, I, like I'm 45 years old and, uh, but I now working with people half my age. Yeah. Like, Oh, when did that happen? You know, I was always the young one. Oh yeah. You know, and now all of a sudden I've, I'm the old one. Right. And I am learning so much from this younger generation. Absolutely. I just so much more than I think I ever thought I I would. Yeah. You know, I, I and I I just love being around around them. I like many of my coworkers are much younger than I am and Right. and they're fantastic and I just learned so much from them. It's this constant evolution being a human if you're open to it. Of if like, you're open to it. Right. And I don't even – I'm older than you are by a significant amount. And I don't actually consider myself old. I'm I like, mean, what is old, that word? But like but, old in the but timeline in the perspective. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But there's this, this intergenerational wealth of mm-hmm. knowledge of whatever stage of life that you're in that can can add to your life if you're listening and you're learning and you're open to it. And I'm now at the age where I feel like – I'm a resource to younger people as well. Oh, for sure. Like I get to, like I've had life experiences and things like I can, a lot of times it's not solicited advice. (laughs) 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 I'm, you know, I I share my opinions quite frequently. But, you know, we've always kind of like heard growing up, you know, learn from your elders. And yes, heck yes, learn from your elders, but learn from your peers and learn from the young ones too if you're open to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone has something to offer. It's so true. For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not everyone. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I don't remember why we were talking about that. Well, work. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that process. Work. Yeah. But life. Life. That was... So thank you so much for sharing. Oh yeah, about everything. This and, is it. Um, yeah, we're coming to the. Oh my gosh! I, right. Is there something that you'd like to? No, say? no, no. It just, right. It's nope. true. Okay. It does go yeah, by it fast. Goes by fast. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much more I could. Share. <laughs> there I, is. There is so much more that you can share. And if people wanted to get in contact with you. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, where could they? <laughs> yes. We have band suggestions. I am. Yeah, right. Also known as the girl who books love it. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm at the art center. I don't know why someone would want to get in contact professionally or personally. Personally, right. Yeah, sure. If someone wants to get a hold of me, they can get a hold of you, Eric. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yep. Uh, call me. Call Erica. <laughs> call Erica. She'll hook you up. <laughs> thank you, Angela. So oh much my for gosh, this. thank you. This was you. really lovely and wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate being here and being able to talk about life. It's fun. Yay. <laughs>
In the Act is produced in the studios at Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. More information on the web at meadpl.org.